Hi, my name is Luigi, and you are listening to Make It Matter. Oh, millennials. You know, I think millennials get a really bad rap these days. Not just these days, but all every day. Um, I happen to work with a large number of amazing millennials myself, so I am here to vouch for them. Um, But I'm also here to interview them for you so that you can understand them a little bit better. I took this as as an opportunity to meet some of my fellow uh, co-workers, all of them being millennials, so that I can not only get to understand who they were, but understand millennials in general. Um, So some of the things we're going to be talking about are their social media habits, which are ever evolving and have probably changed since uh, since the last time we've recorded this podcast. We'll also take a look at, you know, why they picked digital media management as their employer and, and really what matters to them when choosing a place of employment. I hope you enjoy the conversation. So I think we should just start by having you guys each introduce yourselves. Tell us what department you work in, what your job is, um, and maybe a little brief history on where you were before, or what, what, what sort of led you to this in your career. What is up the world? My name <laughs> is JP. I work in the development team. And a little bit about myself, I have been a massage therapist for almost eight years now. I decided to switch careers to something a little bit more suitable that I have been going to school for and realized that I love this job. So that is me. Cool. I'm Megan. I am on the embed team on the studio side. Um, What got me into this career? Well, I'm an LA baby, so I was born and raised here, which I apparently a lot of people aren't. And so I think I sort of just fell into the entertainment industry because all of my family is in it in some pseudo way. And that's just what I felt like I kind of had to do. You have no choice. I had no choice except for my one sister who became a doctor and just made us all look bad. But um, yeah, I just I sort of grew up in it and I fell in love with it and I watch way too much TV. And I was like, this could be research if I apply it correctly. So I decided to try and come work in television and I love it. Great. Oh man, how do I follow that? Stop. Man, geez, all right. Um, well, hi everybody, I'm Grayson. Um, I am a junior digital manager on the talent partnerships team. Um, I got my start, um, I kind of always wanted to do this. Um, I started as a graphic designer. Mm. Um, I, I've i always been a diehard Cher fan. And so when I was 15, I realized that she didn't have anybody who did her graphics. So I would constantly like tweet her things. And finally, one day, um, someone was doing an interview with her on TV. And they said, let's talk about your new album. And they showed my artwork. Wow. And so I realized there is a need for this. And um, there's definitely a future there. And so then the past year of my life, I was a a personal assistant um, and um, I worked for um, the comedian Kathy Griffin. And so I ran her marketing for a year. Um, And you can imagine how crazy that was. So so I was really looking for a a huge company. Everyone I've worked with, there's been about two employees. And so it's been a very small, um, not really a community aspect of my past job. So when I saw this place, it was, uh, you know, kind of a dream come true. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Cool. 
Uh, well, welcome to all of you. I guess the, the question I would want you to answer and, 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 you know, don't please be honest, please be open. Don't consider me the boss or anything like that. But why, why did you select DMM and, and sort of broader conversation? Like, what do you actually look for in an employer? Well, before I worked here and before I was a massage therapist, I used to work at a hospital. I was a PT aide. So I basically helped the PTs if, if there's a very uh, heavy patient. And you learn a lot when you get yelled at a lot mm. for mistakes because you work in a setting where it's, it, there's responsibility and there's accountability everywhere. So everyone is trying to push their responsibility away to somebody else. So um, my department was very micromanaged. And I didn't like that a lot because we would always work our hardest. And mm -hmm. I knew the PTs and all the workers, employees there. And they were, they worked just as hard as I did. And, and they never felt any kind of gratification for all the hard work and hours that they put. So mm -hmm. I, in, the, in the company, I look for someone who is understanding of that, but at the same time gives you somewhat of a leeway. Leeway to make mistakes. They like some mistakes, but um, like you still have to be accountable, but some breathing room was really good for me. So then what about that applied to here? Like, how did you know, you know, we are a, you know, you can make mistakes here or like, this is the company to come to to make mistakes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, but like, how did you, you know, how did that apply to your desire to work here? Well, the massage, they give massages here. That's awesome. <laughs> That's right. So we actually hired you and some friends and, and some colleagues of yours to uh, to give massages to the staff a, a couple of times here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I have had a, a great opportunity to learn about my uh, co-workers that are within my area. And, you know, it's a very great environment. Everyone's happy. I mean, they are stressed from work, but for the most part, everyone gets along and um, that's something that I've never experienced when I'm working because everyone's kind of just out for themselves. Mm. And that's been like my whole life is people trying to, I guess, achieve with some kind of ulterior motive. Mm -hmm. And I don't really feel that here. And I really appreciate that because that means that uh, something's doing going right. <laughs> hope so. Um, anybody else? Yeah, I think I understand what he's saying because when I um, came and toured and saw everything, um, I don't know if it's about making mistakes, but I think it's about how you this company doesn't get caught up in I'm trying to think. I would say a corporate culture. You know, we don't get caught up in dress code or um, you know minute things. Love that. Yeah, right. So I think you see the real um, purpose behind what we do, and then, then you know, there's different ways to achieve that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I agree with sort of what everyone's saying. I think the work-life balance is really important. But I mean, this place is unique in a way that I'm still honestly trying to figure out. But like I came from a place before this that was built on like the similar sort of millennial culture and all of that and the vibe and feel like they had snacks, they brought in massages, <laughs> all the stuff that, yeah. you know, you read and variety of like what you have to have to get, you know, someone under 25 to work for you. And you're like, you don't have to have that. It's mm -hmm. great, but it's more, and it, this is where I'm like trying to figure out words for it and what it means. It's like, it really is sort of the human interaction and just the level of comfort you have 
And I remember when I walked through the door, even just for my interview, like 12 people had like come up and said hi to me by the time I even like sat down. And that was just like genuine, really nice people being like, oh, hey, do you need to find this? Or like, hey, I'm so-and-so. And I'm like, I don't actually work here yet, but hi. And it just felt really welcoming and like homey and calm. And I've been in environments where that's not always the case. Even though they had snacks. Even though they had <laughs> snacks. Um, and so I think that's what really sets sort of this place apart for me right now. And I knew the place pretty well getting before I came in and everyone that I had talked to, not that I had asked that many people, but it came up and everyone said great things. There was not a single like, there's mm, this there's that guy who is annoying yes it was <laughs> yeah. all positive and i was like all right let's give this a shot and i i mean it's been all positive so far great well i hope you're not all saying these things just because you're saying them to me <laughs> um no I, i'm 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 actually really happy to hear all that because i think one of the things i've said to the group before is that you know the word company means something different to, to, to me, and I think when we all think about it, we think about an establishment. We think about, you know, like an LLC, you know, you form a company. and But company, to me, really means the company we keep, you know. It means a, 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 the, the, the system of people that we are. Um, and I think that we've always treated it that way and, and made sure that even the people sort of we we hire and consider to be hired like are they going to fit in the company and sort of be uh someone that contributes to that that energy that that sort of welcoming spirit you know um i think sometimes you know we interview people that seem extremely like competitive and driven and and it's just like as much as you probably are going to be great for business from a revenue standpoint you're probably not the person who's going to like thrive here because of that. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm constantly proud of like this dynamic that we all create every single day. Um, so talk to me about your, uh, your, your sort of social media habits. Like what, what is your platform of choice and why? My platform of choice is Instagram, although despite the fact that I work in it, I wouldn't say personally I am the best at it, not in terms of like my skill set, oh God, but in terms, <laughs> in terms of when when you do it all day long and you're sort of doing it for other people and everything else, when I get home, it's not really the like the first thing that I want to hop onto and be like, yes, let's get my stories up for today. Right. Um, but I do, I do use it and I love it. Um, Instagram, I think it's just like the easiest. It's kind of like I just sit there and scroll until I like drop my phone on my face at night. <laughs> it's kind of just like mindless and I can get through it. It also might be because currently it's most of my talents preferred platform and I'm like always keeping an eye on them and what they're doing. And so it's kind of I can like get my personal fix in, but also be like, oh, what'd she post? Oh, that looks great. Or like, oh, that maybe we should maybe i should text someone mm -hmm. um type of thing yeah and instagram has just always been a friendlier community in yep. general than like a twitter space and so i always enjoyed that and i think instagram is 
constantly sort of evolving their app in a way that I've enjoyed almost every single update versus I used to use Snapchat a lot until that like awful new rollout came out and I was just like, you're dead to me. I can't mm, anymore. Too much. Too much. Took it too far. Changed too yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Instagram as well. Um, it's funny, I've never actually been a fan of it. I remember when it came out a couple years ago. And I don't know why. I think I always had a disdain for it. And I think that's why I enjoy doing it so much because, you know, you you really do get control of the visual that you're putting out there. Um, whereas I guess Twitter and Facebook, it's more of your thoughts and your ideas where where Instagram is just purely visual and maybe some caption work. But mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just I've never been a fan of it. <laughs> Disdain. That was yeah, a strong I, I, word. You know, it. Uh, I think growing up in high school, uh, you know, you, you, is right around that time that these profiles started to come out and people started to get their, mm. you know, their their brand. Mm. And, you know, and now we're in that, um, I think it's Andy Warhol, right, who says everybody's going to be a celebrity one day or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's been interesting to see how to navigate that. <laughs> so was it because, like, it was starting to be the cool kid platform of choice and, and you went, I'm not, I, I don't want to have anything to do with that? Yeah, I well, I've always been fascinated, especially working with talent, you know, trying to see how these people work and uh, how they present their lives and how, the true life that they live um, versus what we put out online. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason I'm what I'm the point I'm trying to get across is that um, I think once you realize what that reality is and the difference between that, then you can effectively get that across on the platform. Mm -hmm. I think no, I think like I. Feel like I get what you're saying, like Instagram because it is so visual specific. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I'm posting, like I'm much more likely to just jot something in a tweet and send it. That's like probably a lot more quick, real, mm -hmm. authentic versus like, you know, I'm taking that photo into photo editor. I'm yeah, gonna right? brighten those blues <laughs> of the ocean. Like Instagram for some people, and I think it's kind of gotten the reputation as a platform mm -hmm. because we do follow these big influencers and celebrities mm -hmm. who have all that stuff done for them that it's definitely your best self most of the Absolutely. time. And so it does create sort of that space of like, so-and-so's living that mm -hmm. life, mm -hmm. even though that's their best mm -hmm. life. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. it's a little, it's a little fake. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll be the first to admit it, you know, right? Yeah, it's like we were talking before about human connection. I think when these platforms first started, um, I would say it was, you know, definitely more fake. I think as time goes on, we're starting to put more human connection into it and really connect with people through it. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited to see where it's going. Yeah, because it does seem like, and I'm actually starting to get this a little bit from from some of our clients actually, who are starting to go, oh, I don't, I don't want to put that out anymore. Like that's doesn't feel authentic to me anymore. And so I'd, it, and and again, it feels like it feels like everyone's sort of feeling this, like or acknowledging that that Instagram is sort of, you know, where you see someone's fake life or where you put some of your fake life out and. That feels like it has an expiration date to it. In this next part, I continue to talk to the millennials about what matters to them most in the workforce and really about what they want people to know about their generation. Um, so I'm hoping this helps demystify them to a lot of you and enjoy. As you guys know, we have this sort of sign up here that says make it matter. And, and one of the reasons why 
I wanted to have it there because it means it means several things to me, and I guess I'll I'll tell you guys what it means to me. But it means that I want to make my time on this planet matter. Meaning, I wanna I want to have some sort of meaning in my job and what I do. And and for me, it means providing employment for people and providing a life for people. But it also means that we should use our time here efficiently and wisely. Don't like don't spend time on the things that you don't have to be spending time on. Don't waste energy on trying to think, oh, well, does my boss hate me? And and you know, like time is 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 precious, you know, and it's it's beneficial for us even as a company for you to use it. Uh, wisely, so those are those are very sort of broad strokes. What matters to me, but what what would you guys say matters to you? I would say, um, like we were talking before, definitely the human connection. Um, um, I think it's especially important uh, when it comes to talent, um, which is the team I'm on, um, because we forget sometimes sitting behind these computers the actual effects that this has. You know, um, this one post can give you know hope or energy to that one disenfranchised gay kid or that person of color in, you know, Boise, Idaho. Um, so I think it's just really important to really create that connection and um, go about everything with empathy and kindness. And um, that's why I just especially like this company, everyone I think seems to understand that. What matters to me is living to learn. A lot of my past and the people I've surrounded with have never learned for me, it's important to learn from everything around you, to be like an open sponge. There is an iceberg of knowledge to learn, and it's the reason it's important to me is to, to live to learn, because that's what we all try and do, and then we'll eventually pass it on. Everyone's had really profound answers, and I'm over here like, what am I going to say? You could say, by the way, you could say, like, what matters to me is a paycheck. (laughs) Um, No. I mean, mine, it's, like, simple, but I don't know. I just, I live to, like, be happy and make other people happy. I feel like people get so bogged down in stuff all the time, and I am one of those people and I try really hard not to be like I'm that person that if I hit send on that email and then I notice after that I like have one typo in it like my day I'm just like oh god why Megan like (laughs) you should have caught that typo and so I'm trying to just sort of learn to be happy and let the stuff that can sort of roll off a little easier roll off a little easier and just like pivot and life and go with the flow and just choose to be happy because a lot of it is a choice every day like something can happen and you can choose to let that affect you and be sad and miserable about it the rest of the day or you can be like okay I learned from this and let's move on and that is one thing about here that I've really enjoyed is I like you know I've made a couple little little mistakes (laughs) (laughs) um and I've learned from them and it's like not been a big deal. It's just been like, okay, let's do this. Or like, even if it's something that no one even says to me, like I'll notice someone do something different in the office or working with talent or in the way they send an email that's different than the way I send it, good, bad or not. And I'm like, oh, that's a really interesting way to do it. Like I'm going to look into how I can like apply that to how I work with talent now. You know, it's interesting, I think, and I think millennials and Gen Z are, you know, get a bad rap these days about, you know, 
not knowing how to work hard and being lazy and and but I do it's interesting how no one answered you know what matters to me is growth and a paycheck and you know and and I'm sure all those things are on the list as well um, especially living in a city like Los Angeles but I do feel like this generation um, wants to have a little bit more purpose in what they do and and they want to have uh, a, you know a sense that they're helping people and that there's a connection with the outside world um, I do think that this generation also criticizes itself a lot more than the previous one you know I think we're crazier maybe <laughs> but 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 you know as much as as much as they uh, people understand that they're lazy i think i think we we put a lot or you because i don't even know if i'm a millennial to be <laughs> honest um you all put a lot more uh pressure on yourselves to not make mistakes um and have that inner dialogue to be like you know it's okay uh there, there's a there's a bigger fight for it and i think i think that's a testament to how you want to be of value to the world. And and I do think that a lot of people are interested in learning. You know, even here, I think we have a lot of conversations about people going, I love what I do, but I'm really interested in those things that, that's happening across, you know, across the other way. And and how do I how do I get to learn a little bit more about that? Um, so I I think those are really great qualities in the millennial workforce that not a lot of people understand. Um, so last question, what do you want people to know about you? Because I think, and a lot of this, this, this sort of theme that, that has happened in, in all of the podcasts that we've done so far is about perspective, right? I think we only understand each other when we learn about each other's perspective. Um, I and the part of my intention is actually here to, to learn more about yours because the more I learn about yours, the more I can make this a better place to work for everybody. And the more sometimes you learn about mine and the struggles that I have and 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 the, the more you can kind of go, oh, well, he's an asshole, but he's got a lot of pressure <laughs> on his hands. Uh, so so so. I think, you know, without without having to feel like you need to expose yourself too much, like what do you want people to know about you? Um, I come across as very shy and quiet and I definitely do my work uh, in silence, but I just want everyone to know that I love to sing in the shower. <laughs> I love to dance. My guilty pleasure is I love to dance by myself. I will go to a club <laughs> and just go hard and go ham. And uh, I love to play an instrument. I love to just be myself when the time is appropriate. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, that is me. Is that I? I, I want people to know that I love. I love to have fun, but I don't show it because I'm addicted to work. So. Got it. You know, I'm not sure what I want people to know about me. I think that's. I think I would like them to know that um, that I'm still figuring it out, like everybody else. Um, I mean, I'm just really interested by the answers that everybody gave um, before, how it was all kind of universally the same answer, that we just want to be listened to or we want to be heard. Um, and that, you know, I'm especially just, I want people to know that I'm 
I'm authentic, but I like to play with um, disingenuous things. I like to really mess around with, you know, um, different color eyes or whether it's visually or your personality that um, that it's okay to, you know, try out different things, try out different looks. And that, you know, sometimes maybe putting a mask on isn't necessarily um, a mask. It can just be an extension of yourself. So, you know, um, I'm always fascinated by um, people saying, you know, oh, I don't care what anybody thinks. It's like, it's okay to care what people think. I think we, you know, we base a lot of what we do in our life off of that. And I think, um, yeah, I think I would just like people to know that, you know, it's it's a balance of, you know, caring about what people think and, you know, doing your own thing. Cool. I mean, I'm, I think people are really surprised to learn that personally, I'm actually very shy because I will usually be one of the loudest people in a room. But I think that's just because I talk really loud because I have like a thousand siblings and that was going to be the only way that I got my voice heard growing up. And so like professionally, I don't act shy because I've sort of coached myself out of that and being present and confident and everything. But more in personal situations, like if I see someone, I'll like smile and I'll like say hi, say hi. Oh, now you're missing your chance. Oh God, now they're too far away. Should you say hi? But now it's too weird because now they're too far. So I think sometimes I get caught up in my head a little more because I care so much about the interaction that I think I almost overthink it to then like the interaction's gone. <laughs> mm, yeah. um, so I am really friendly though, and I wanna make a lot of friends. So if you <laughs> see me, say hi, and I will say hi, hi. and get to know you, hi. <laughs> Everyone just wants to make friends. I know, right? I think like making friends as a young adult, it's getting harder and yeah, harder, absolutely. especially in Los Angeles. Yeah, is it? I like, mean, does it have to do with the city that we live in? I think, you know, most people move here from, I know you had it didn't, but but most people move here from different locations and, and you're at a stage in your life where you're just like, I, I need to find my tribe still. Yeah, I think that um, there was a conversation earlier before this uh, started where uh, it was talk they were talking about commuting and a lot of us commute, mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes very far. Mm -hmm. And I can uh, definitely understand where some people are coming from. And it's not that I don't want to make friends. It's just I just most of my day is commuting and work and sleeping. So yeah. And when I can, I, I look tired to all my friends. But uh, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. I think it does have to do with L.A., though, a little. A little bit, I, didn't, yeah. I never realized it because I think I was born here. But now that I meet more and more people who aren't, my someone actually the other day, and it sort of like woke me up to it. I saw someone who was like an like a coworker, and we were friends a bit ago, but not you know like we had gotten coffee like twice outside, and we ran into each other, and we were like, oh, you know, so good to see you, da da da, did the whole spiel. We were like, we should get together soon, and like as we were walking, we were like, yeah, that'd be so fun. We should get brunch, da da da. And I turned <laughs> and my friend went, that was the most LA plans I've ever seen. You guys have never seen each other. I just want you to know. And I was like oh my god you're right and i see people do it constantly yeah. it's like let's grab lunch it's gonna be so great and you're never gonna see that person no, right. they're not gonna respond to your text you're probably yeah. not gonna text them mm -hmm. and i was like wait why do we do this this is so sad which is why i think it's so funny that we all have the same answer that we want this <laughs> thing i think it, it ties into what you said that our generation is the generation of criticism and i think that criticism of ourselves um prevents us from opening up mm. um I, and i think this city is just the most um self-critical and um you know externally critical as well mm -hmm. so i'm worried about what 
what people are saying about us, yeah. how we come across, yeah. what we look like. Which I, I think is going to be interesting to see um, how we, um, you know, translate that into our work and how um, into the content that we're putting out there. Um, I, you know, I don't think we have to wait for that next platform to be able to show that. Mm. I think it'll be a really good challenge to how do we break down those barriers, whether it's with TV shows or with the talent themselves, to just be more authentic because it's clearly what, what people, people want. are looking for. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah, awesome. Well, it was nice getting to know you guys. I hope I hope uh, I hope everyone gets to know you through this podcast and and I hope even the world listens to this and understands this generation a little better uh, and and gets to know us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. My thanks to Megan, Grayson, and JP for sitting down with me and talking about themselves. I hope it was beneficial to you, and see you next time.